0: It 's a great pleasure to welcome Brandon horn to what 's next he's the national sales manager at Solar Africa. Something is very topical at the moment, and it 's amazing when you just drive around or you, you know you 're flying around you just it's incredible how many solar panels you see on roofs today, which is extraordinary compared to say five years ago. Brandon, welcome to you. How are you doing this uh, today? yeah uh, doing very well, thanks aki um, and
1: uh, thanks for having us on your uh... On your um, broadcast,
0: it's a great pleasure to help to have you with us and hear your insights. But you know, the reality is that South Africans are taking strain when it comes to energy. And your experience, what are the businesses most worried about when it comes to the state of power supply in South Africa today? I mean, I'm a I'm a business owner, and I can tell you that you know the 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 not knowing exactly when it's going to go off and the rapid changes. I mean, when I say not knowing. I mean, we've got the schedules, but they change pretty quickly. And then when you don't have power and the uncertainty, I guess, for me, is the biggest angst. What are you seeing in your business?
1: Yeah, and I think you've highlighted one of the major concerns uh, from the sort of commercial and industrial um, sector. It's 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 exactly, it's the uncertainty of load shedding. It's not knowing when it's stopping. It's not knowing even when you have load shedding, if it's coming on post the actual load shedding time schedules. And I, and I think what we're seeing in... Uh, Look, we're in a lot of senses. We're very fortunate that we're in an industry that is showing immense growth. But on the other hand, we deal with companies where it is literally dire straits at the moment. They're they're looking at closing down their doors if they aren't able to put in a solution that can either save them money or potentially save them that uh, cost of their downtime. Um, and these are, are staff members that have families. So for every staff member, they're feeding four four of their own. Uh, Family members. So yeah, it's 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 a tough position to be in when uh, we're going out to our clients and they're actually talking to us about the scenarios of load shedding and what impact it's having on their businesses. Um, you know, South Africans we're we're very resilient and uh, we've we've through the years we've always managed to to overcome obstacles in our path. And uh, uh, look, to a large degree, I still have faith in in South Africa as a whole. So. Yeah, businesses uh, as a whole are really, really in dire straits when it comes to to, to looking for
0: solutions. Yeah, no, absolutely. And Brendan, I mean, uh, to your point, that uncertainty is, is terrible. And I mean, I, I look at back at my business. You know, we've got a, a UPS, for example, um, and and that's just not sufficient. You know, for for what you needed to do when there's long stretches of time without power. Uh, talk to us about battery storage and, and how does that work in a business? Does it does it take you off the grid? I guess if you throw enough money at it, it probably can. But how about when you add solar, for example? I mean, these are all different factors that you can influence around your business. And of course, we also have to take into account the, the, the charge time when, you know, you come back online and those batteries have got to charge again. And, you know, you get different types of batteries that are out there. So sometimes it's quite confusing for businesses to choose the right solution. But just explain to us about battery storage, going off the grid and solar, and what are the different options?
1: Yeah, definitely. So, so I think what we're seeing is obviously, that, and it's brought on by uh, what's currently happening um, with load shedding. So we are looking for alternative solutions to the conventional sort of putting down a standby generator. We're seeing the high costs of diesel um, and as a result of that, we're seeing where batteries uh, historically weren't as feasible, whereas now we're seeing as a direct result of downtime, the extended load shedding hours, uh, diesel generators, the cost of running those generators, the cost of diesel. we're seeing our clientele in the commercial and industrial space definitely reaching out to us and looking at alternatives. One of those alternatives is obviously uh, on the battery side um and it's it's you you might mention obviously charging um and we've seen it uh, historically. And uh, bear in mind, batteries in South Africa—they've been around for a while. But in globally, batteries have been around for many, many years. So there's a lot of lessons learned in the in the industry itself. So what we're seeing here is, I think, where 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 the European market has kind of used batteries for many other um, advantages of the batteries themselves. Um, where we're currently using it for is low shedding mitigation. So we're looking at. A scenario where we have a battery that's designed to to carry your business and either it's your critical load um, or potentially running the entire business depending on if your critical load is the entire business and um, wh- what's critical to that like you mentioned is uh charging that battery so now you have load shedding you're depleting the battery uh once load shedding has stopped and we resume your 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 uh utility supply you need to charge that battery up and unfortunately that's also having a, a a direct impact on the grid itself. So now you have um, uh, not only you need to charge the battery up, but you have your standard load from the business itself. And I think that's uh, most of our clients, and part of our solutions that we provide is making sure that we have a, a cost sensitive solution. So we're looking at those additional areas where we want to ensure that when um, utility comes back on, you're not being hit by a double charging of the battery and your utility on your standard load, um, which leads us to the solar side. So having the solar, uh, obviously, during daylight uh, operating hours, having the solar itself charge the battery uh, alleviates a lot of that uh, pressure off the grid once load shedding uh, stops. Um, You also mentioned uh, uh, charging periods of the batteries. So you do get various types of batteries, and this will obviously depend on how quickly you discharge and how quickly you charge. The inverter on the battery side plays a large role in this as well. So, and I think that the the key message is, and I think what we pride ourselves in is understanding our clients' requirements. So it's really understanding what this mm. needs in order to put a an effective solution forward that's effective for the business to ensure we don't have downtime, but also when it comes to the financial aspect of it as well, and um, making sure that the business can still stay open, that it has a an effective a solution in place that is not just for today, but also looking at the future itself.
0: Absolutely. You know, you've analyzed it pretty well. And and, and I guess that, uh, you know, you get different types of batteries as well. You said the technology's changed. So you've got lead acid, you've got gel batteries, you've got lithium-ion. And uh, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I guess lithium-ion is the way to go, right?
1: Yeah, Definitely. So, if we look back, and I mean it's with anything. If we look at solar panels ten years ten years ago versus today, technology is is continuously evolving. We look at uh, the battery side. Um, historically, I think lead acid was the go to. Um, they've 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 obviously don't have the greatest uh, when it comes to temperatures. They're affected by temperatures, so they don't have the greatest uh, longevity. Um, and I think what we're seeing is in South Africa, um, we're seeing a scenario where you need a, a defined two-hour solution. Um, so if a business comes to us okay, from the commercial industrial side, they come to us and they say, right, I need a solution for at least two hours. We then look at that they and say, right, based on, and obviously based on today's technology, um, we then inspect the lithium-ion batteries, um, and we look at different uh, manufacturers that are either in South Africa who assemble batteries or directly importing from, from overseas itself. So,
0: Okay, well, listen. We're going to unpack those batteries in a second, but if we go back to the businesses, what what, what kind of businesses would benefit from from battery storage? Because that in itself is quite unique. I, I guess if you're heavy manufacturing and you got you know big you know engines running and 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 you know motors running, then it's a different story. But what kind of businesses would benefit from battery storage? So, so Aki, to be honest,
1: you. Every single business will benefit from a battery, um, when you you're weighing it up against a, a cost, so it's either a cost of downtime. So your operations. Uh, and I'll give you an example. If we look at uh, an industry where uh, you have uh, load shedding, where load shedding is implemented, and you're switching over to a generator, you're switching over to some other source of of, of electricity. You've you've got a potential cut over period that could have a dire impact on your production line. So with that cutover period, you either have to throw away so you've got a lot of uh, wastage, uh, or you need to reset machines, or you need to reset that production line itself. So uh, when it comes to the actual battery itself, you need to think about that cutover period to say, right, what does the operation need? Does it need a quick cutover period, so anything from 10 milliseconds up to 30 milliseconds up to 30 seconds? That's taking the the, the cutover um, aspect you can also use a battery when it comes to uh, smoothing out your your electricity so you could use that battery for smoothing of the actual electricity itself you could use it for peak shaving you could use it for time of use um, arbitrage and we could maybe unpack it in a little bit more detail um the uh, the, the batteries themselves uh, going from lead acid to lithium iron uh, the we have the philosophy around uh, back-to-back with the OEM manufacturer. So whenever we're installing the battery, it's along the same guidelines as what the OEM um, have put in place. So you would have your 10 years or 4,000 cycles, 6,000 cycles, 7,000 cycles. Um, and the cycles, you can think of it very similar to uh, when you purchase a, a vehicle. So it's either the five-year warranty or 100,000 kilometers, the conventional sort of um, uh, warranty around it. Batteries, very similar. So you've got 4,000 cycles, which is similar, or 6,000 cycles, which is similar to your 100,000 kilometers. And then you've got, whichever comes first, you've either got your five-year or 100,000 kilometers. And in batteries, you've got the same. You've got four to 6,000 cycles, depending on the type of battery. And then you've got your 10-year warranty on the batteries. What we are seeing, the the manufacturers, and and this is not saying it's the same as a car, post that warranty period, you still got life in the car. It's still going to continuously drive, et cetera. The same on the battery. So Mm -hmm. your battery is not going to be fully depleted post that warranty or that cycle, the recommended cycle. Um, This is also critical when it comes to the depth of discharge. And all of these elements, um, and I want to loop it back into your initial question with which businesses um, will benefit, all of the parameters set by the battery itself go into the solutioning of that battery uh, for the client. So it's looking at on our side, we deal in the commercial and industrial space. So pretty much all of our clients who require um, a, a mechanism to try and avoid load shedding um, or to, to, to look at that cut over during load shedding. So you mentioned your UPS. UPS obviously has a, a much quicker um, a period of transition, um, whereas the battery side and the inverters, you've got up to about 10 milliseconds.
0: Yeah, at the end of the day, it's all about business continuity and that's very important. So you may not run the entire production line, but your business is still running, doing other functions as well. Now, let's look at the costs because, you know, these batteries are expensive. But I think people, you know, there's a misconception with the cost. When you put the cost and you factor the cost into what your business can potentially lose, then it makes a lot of sense. So how can businesses afford to add battery storage? Because let's be honest, it's capital intensive and it's expensive uh, to maintain, or, or is it expensive to maintain is the question.
1: So, so at, at the first part of the question, so yes, 100% batteries are, they, they still are expensive. Um, and putting in a solution that you're up against uh, load shedding, you have to look at the variables that you, you're considering weighing up against the battery. So like you mentioned, the cost of downtime, um, and, and fortunate enough, when it comes to the commercial industrial space, a lot of these businesses um, that we deal with, they have got a direct cost of downtime. Um, we can also look at the cost of, of diesel, so your, your, your uptime on that diesel generator. Um, and what we are seeing is, is most of these generators are designed to be a standby generator. Um, and as a result, of being a standby generator, when they're running for a longer period, there's a lot more maintenance that's required. Uh, so you've then got your maintenance costs associated to that generator you've got um on top of that you've got obviously you need diesel and the variable that comes in with diesel is every month potentially look, I hope it comes down either diesel costs I do hope it comes down but you've got the cost of 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 petrol or diesel um and that's directly linked to the exchange rate so, You've got a lot of variables. You've got storage of diesel. You've got the cost of ordering diesel. Um, and all of those variables you have to model into the solution. Okay, We mm. can benchmark our batteries against some form of cost. Okay, And ultimately, most of our clients are looking for, right. what do I do to ensure the business, that continuity that you mentioned? How do I keep the business uh, aligned to where we are investors, our shareholders, making sure that we have the same output When we have all of this load shedding and now I've got a huge cost associated to load shedding where I need to try and reduce that, because ultimately it's the end consumer, nine times out of 10, that's going to bear that brunt of the increase in, 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 in load shedding. So customers will then either go, so once we've modeled the solution, we've looked at the variables in terms of cost, we then need to say, right, is this an outright purchase? And fortunately, we've got uh, um, the new 12B that's uh, been put in place, which allows on an outright purchase, uh, clients can actually then uh, recoup some of those costs, okay? Uh, Or we could look at putting into what we have as a a lease agreement. So we would take that cost over a 10-year period, okay? And on that 10-year period, we'd have a fixed rate on a monthly basis that escalates by CPI 6%, 7%. Uh, negotiable with our clients but it it allows them to put in an immediate solution without having to invest that massive capital outlay from the get-go mm, mm. so they're getting that okay it's your business without having to pay for it upfront.
0: okay well that's a that's a pretty useful uh, solution to know because uh, you know it's it, it they are expensive and uh, if you don't have to lay out the costs in the initially um th- then it's a good thing now I'm glad you mentioned the generators because you're quite right. You know, they're not designed to work for so many hours during a day and, uh, you know, the increased maintenance. And, of course, the what's happening right now is many of them, there's an increase in breakdowns as well because, you know, people aren't maintaining them. They don't get a chance to maintain them, and that's a risk in itself to your business. Now, considering that many businesses already have expensive generators, right, because they do, uh, you see them in shopping malls, et cetera. and they've got these in place why should they consider battery storage um and i know you touched on a few of the aspects of generators um and you know obviously different businesses etc but why move from generators to 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 batteries for me another big thing is the environment as well but you know that's uh, i'm very passionate about the environment and of course noise as well (laughs) but uh, what are your thoughts on that
1: yeah, no, no, it, it definitely. So what we see is there's a lot of reasons for clients wanting to move across two batteries. One of them being uh, obviously on their carbon reductions. So they are looking at reducing carbon reductions. And this could be linked to a journey that they, they're taking their business on. So potentially uh, looking at more solar, looking at reduction obviously on the diesel generator side, but becoming also more uh, uh, energy conscious and more green in terms of an energy journey. And um, that would be one of the reasons. The, what we're saying is, and, and there's definitely, there's a place for everything. There's a place for the utility side. So we mentioned earlier on about coming off grid completely and the costs associated and anything is possible. Um, it all goes back to a, a case-by-case scenario. So we would always suggest keeping the generator because a battery can only last you, based on your load, can only last you a set time frame. Okay. If mm. you have the solar couple to that, okay. And remember, solar is it's, it's absolutely fantastic, and we're, we're very fortunate to be in South Africa because we're one of the, probably the best countries when it comes to the sun yield. But if we look at weathering conditions, solar can only produce if you have daylight, sunlight hours. And you've if you have a prolonged weather pattern where you've got overcast weather conditions, it's been raining, etc. you're not going to get the full benefit coming out of the solar. So you are really restricted to when you come to the solar side and the battery side, you're restricted to what the system can actually put out in terms of what's the, the, the design behind the system. That's why we always recommend having the generator for exactly what its, its its intended purpose is as a standby generator. Okay, By no means are we saying do away with the generator altogether because should you have a, a scenario where you have load shedding for four hours, let's say just stage six, or higher you have a four hour load shedding schedule you've got the battery running you've got the solar let's say it's towards the end of the day you then have uh, the, the the solar slowly starts to ramp down because it's coming to 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 sunset the battery is coming to the end of its uh, four hour capacity so at let's say an 80 or 90 percent depth of discharge you now have load shedding that's meant to stop at six o'clock okay should you be in the unfortunate position where your utility doesn't kick in at six o'clock, okay? You now have a gap that you need to account for, okay? Um, and many many businesses that we deal with are on 24 hours uh, consumption or usage when it comes to electricity. So oh, okay. that's when we would have the generator that would kick in, even a shopping center. Shopping center, everybody now, uh, <laughs> the reality is we go for dinner at shopping centers and their, their, their time of use where they have the sort of the most customers are probably in the evenings that are coming now after work, they're coming to have dinner, or you've got uh, the kitchens that are going, and these are higher end um, uh, consumers of electricity. And this is where you now need to account where you have utility, you have the battery, you have the solar, but you also have that generator. So there's definitely a okay. place in the market for, for all of those components working sort of simultaneously.
0: And I guess, uh, you know, if you have a rainy day, I mean, we do have mostly sunny days in the year, but there will be times where there's, you know, it's cloudy and uh, there's not enough sun to charge your batteries, et cetera. And uh, you need that additional backup. Talk to us about Solar Africa's solutions. Where, where does battery storage fit into your holistic solutions offering?
1: Yeah. So Solar Africa... For the past sort of 12 years, it uh, was founded in 2011, and for 12 years now, we've 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 obviously done our homework. We've learned our lessons. Uh, we have a much better understanding of what the South African market requires. We also, are driven by the market itself. So, initially, South Africa was developing products, and its core focus was off-grid solutions, which are, like you mentioned, they're, they're very expensive solutions, and um, and it was the financing of those solutions. Um, but then South Africa moved more into a cost-saving um, uh, stage um, where people were looking at, right, how do I reduce my electricity bulbs? Um, and that's where South yeah. Africa had what we referred to as a power purchase agreement, where we were able to finance solar, put it on your roof. It was a grid-tied solution, meaning, uh, and if we take a, a step back eight years plus, load shedding wasn't a major contributor um, to what it is currently, so a grid tied solution was an ideal form of cost savings if we were to look at your current utility and we were to look at the solar that uh, the energy that the solar provides we then moved on to in the last sort of uh, 2 years and more recently this year where uh, load shedding's kind of had a, a major impact on the industry and as a result of that we've had I almost say a perfect storm we've had ESCOM increasing utility bills coming 1st of July. We've had um, uh, the diesel price uh, going up. We've had the uh, Iran dollar exchange rate going up. Um, And as a result of that, we've had this perfect storm that's kind of made batteries a lot more affordable when you're looking at those economies of scales when it comes to cost savings, putting in a battery. Um, And based on that, the market has really driven us into solutions, a hybrid solution where you have both a battery to give you that load shedding mitigation, okay, as well as the solar side, okay, which then helps you because you want to charge the battery with the cheapest form of electricity, which is the solar side. Yeah. And that's brought us into that kind of holistic approach where we're looking at uh, PPAs, we're looking at lease agreements with batteries and solar, we're looking at uh, obviously a complete off-grid solution, and... Um, and further to that, we also have the ability now, and you'll see it's becoming more of a talking point, the wheeling side of, of, of electricity. The wheeling side is great because you can produce in one area, you can wheel it, and think of it almost like a financial transaction. It's produced some right. banked. Okay, so I could go and we'll talk financial solution. I could go to Cape Town. I could, I could deposit money down in Cape Town. I can use it up in Joburg. Very similar sort of analogy. So we can produce down in uh, the West uh, Northern Cape, let's say, Um, whatever we produce, we can then wheel through the infrastructure that's in place and we can then uh, have that coming out, let's say in Johannesburg, where we've got a client who needs uh, 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 the wheeling product. Okay, and he can then consume that as part of his holistic uh, product offering that we can provide.
0: Okay, that makes complete sense. You know, you often hear of these terms um, in every industry. You guys have got one that I I want some explanation on, please. Uh, Stackable, modular, renewable energy solution. What on earth is that? So
1: we spoke about that journey that clients are on. And I I think we we take a lot of pride in obviously ensuring that uh, we have this long-term relationship with our clients. So our vision is... Uh, going into a client, assessing his um, uh, load profile, having a look at his consumption. Businesses are forever evolving. We're, we're forever either uh, uh, imp- new employees, new production lines, bringing on new um, um, uh, product lines, etc. And as a result of that, there's very few businesses that stay the same over a course of 10 years. And our stackable solution is exactly that. We're allowed to, we can say, right, Starting off, we'll start off with a specific type solution, which is fit for purpose right now. Where are you going in your journey? Are you looking for renewable energy credits? Are you looking for that uh, that green journey? How do we get you to that green journey? We put solar in initially. We look at your battery side. We look at the wheeling side to offset any excess, et cetera, that you require. But it's having the ability to say, solution A is fit for purpose now, but then stacking one solution on top of the next as part of that journey, anything from 10 to 20 years and extended thereafter, sort of uh, as the, the the markets unravel, so to do our product offerings. So having that ability to upsize batteries, to upsize the solar, um, and to really be able to give the client that full 360 holistic approach through a stackable solution.
0: I read a fascinating stat, and the stat is in the first quarter of 2023, South Africa imported five times as many batteries as we did the entire year of 2022. Yeah. And the private sector starting to fill that massive void led by ESCOM and the narrative around electricity and and obviously the demand. I mean, that's quite an astonishing number. Do you think this trend is going to continue this way, Brandon? Look, it once again, I think,
1: Aki, if we look back at um, the initial opening sort of question about the uncertainty in the market... um we can always go on the historical data that we have. And you're quite right. We have a very similar scenario. If we look at the first quarter of this year in terms of imports of solar panels versus the entire 2022, we've got the exact same stats we've imported more in the first quarter of this year than what we did the entire year of 2022. Uh, Look, if we look at, and I think we all, we, we read what's in the news and, uh, if I go by what I'm, I'm reading from the investors and from many economists, et cetera, they're saying that the uh, private sector from 2025 to 2030, we will see the private sector probably producing more electricity through renewable energy than the public sector. Um, which And this goes back to how resilient South Africa is. You know, we tend to have a crisis. We man up. We... I up maybe the wrong word, but we, we tend to rise to the occasion. We and toughen. We toughen up. We <laughs> toughen up. Exactly. And I think we've learned our lessons in South Africa. We understand and we take accountability and we really do look at the, our, our staff, the employees, our customers, and we say, what do we need to do to weather the storm? The storm being obviously the electricity crisis that we're currently in. So how do we how do we rise above it? We look at the solutions that are currently in the market and we try and implement them and hopefully we've got a company similar to Solar Africa where they have a very passionate and proud complement of staff that are able to provide a solution that are going to get them through that, that storm that we're currently riding at the moment.
0: Brandon Horn, the National Sales Manager at Solar Africa Energy. Thank you so much for sharing those incredible insights with us in an industry that's booming at the moment and uh, absolutely fascinating You know, hearing about the alternatives that are out and available and what approach businesses should take. Brandon, thank you for your time. Absolute pleasure. Thank you very much, Aki.